0: Hey everybody, this is P. Norman Grant with Slim Jim, and another episode of The Grapefruit Agenda. Why grapefruit? Well, we're sweet on conservatism and sour on liberalism. We summarize, analyze, and criticize what might be called the news here on the Treasure Coast of Florida, around the state, and across the nation. Today's episode is titled, Loony left lingo Or, just so you know when the woke is talking to you in a political language. Looney left lingo. The word most misunderstood by people who are not awakened to conservatism is the word called woke. And I'm thinking about woke. How can we best describe woke? And I'm thinking about, again, the Top Gun movie with Tom Cruise. If you were to describe the movie as a conservatism, most conservatives like the movie, even though it's a few years old, Someone might be a little bit more cynical if you're on the left. Maybe you would be woke to the criticism of the movie. Obviously, imperialism and war and racism, sexism, and all these things are evident in the movie. I mean, the jets, just the, well, the phallic symbols of the jets to begin with, of course. How about the cost? The cost of imperialism, invading another country, possibly. How about the lack of diversity? Because, of course, the hero is a white male. You might want to see the cynicism and the wokeness of the movie from the left, from the negative side. So you're awakened to the darkness of the movie and the darkness of our country. This apparently is what woke is. Looking at the United States, our country, as a bad thing. Let me go over to somebody from Town Hall, and a guy named Derek Hunter. The New Liberal Dictionary. So if we know what woke is, we can see that there are other attempts at awakening us to their wokeness. Let's hear what Derek Hunter has to say. He says, liberals do not use language the way everyone else does. Normal people use it to communicate, to convey thoughts and feelings to other people. Liberals use it as a weapon, a means of control, stray from their accepted terminology and word usage and prepare for hell. To the left, words mean whatever they need them to mean and can, at any given moment, be redefined on a whim. The left is no longer burning books, and now only burning the dictionary, one word at a time. I call it the undictionary. The dictionary of the left is the undictionary. With that in mind, it has become necessary to let people know which words no longer mean what we think they do, which words have been redefined to fit the needs of the left. What follows is a list incomplete, because there are so many of them. We have limitless, limitless. Every day they come up with no one's. Here's one by Mr. Hunter. He's wondering what now the word American means. Just simply American. It used to be pretty clear. Citizenship was the yardstick for this one. But citizenship no longer is what it means. What it means to be an American to the left is now a circumstance of wanting. Not of being. Those who fit under the old definition are to work and pay taxes... Adhere to laws and be subject to punishment, if they break them. The new definition is anyone with a foot on the land and a desire to stay, and Grapefruiters, anybody who's climbing over the wall or under the wall. Taxes are optional, and broken laws carry no consequence. After all, if they were brought into the court system, they might be deported, and that can't be allowed to happen. It's fast becoming more beneficial to be in the country illegally than to be an actual legal citizen. Illegals have local governments budgeting for lawyers to defend them from deportation. And with the money of the suckers, many have stolen the identities of people who are actual citizens in order to work. That's American. The new definition of American. How about science? Science is up for debate now. Science is science, right? Says the left. Eh, Too many disagreements on vaccine. I call them vaccinists. The people who demand vaccinations—they're the vaccinist or vaccine denier. If you're on the left, if you're a vaccine denier, you wouldn't take a vac—you—you hold in uh, disregard and disrespect those who do not take vaccines. So the science would be dependent on which side of the aisle you are. You're on the left side; you are a vaccinist, and if you're on the right side, you are a vaccine denier, according to the left. So when you were a kid, science meant proof. For something to be scientifically accepted, it had to be proven. That didn't mean infallible. Things thought proven could be disproven. But they had to be demonstrable and replicable. Now, not so much. Science is now about feelings and the future. It's a crystal ball on a spidey sense, rolled into the arms of wishful thinking and an awaiting agenda. Some Jim, I saw, I think on CNN the other night, it was a whole AIDS epidemic, and these poor guys were dying of this unknown virus and right in the middle of all these poor kids, kids, young guys, in Greenwich Village was Mr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci was there, young Dr. Fauci, and doing those same word cells there, talking about how he was going to take care of the people who had AIDS with this, uh, certain remedies and certain chemicals, which never worked. And it was the same here, the same in the United States. What is that, 40 years later? <laughs> Dr. Fauci on the case, How about racist, sexist, homophobic? What are your definitions? These are the hardest new definitions to nail down because they can mean anything anyone disagrees with a liberal on. Whatever group the disagreed with non-liberal can claim membership in, simply slap an ist or a phobe on the end of it and let it go. These words lose their power with each use, which means they have very little sting with the general public anymore. It also means real instances of such things are either drowned out or fallen deaf ears by Pavlovian cries, Pavlovian cries to disagreement. You know, the, the dog, the dog that barks, <laughs> the Pavlovian dog. All right, liberty. How about liberty? The meaning of this word used to be simple. Its new definition is simple, too. It's the exact opposite of the old one. The entire concept of freedom is now government providing services. Free, 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 free. Government dependence. It's forced largesse laziness. Charity by proxy through taxes under threat of prison against those who earn. It's a good thing George Orwell didn't live long enough to see his cautionary tale turn into a handbook. So here's Mr. Hunters uh, from Town Hall. Here's his list. He's got a big list of the terms on the left which mean the terms on the right. So if we could start with illegal immigrants and illegal aliens, which is how Slim Jim and I would actually define these people. Here is the leftist lingo. Undocumented workers, foreign-born population, Americans in waiting, migrants, out of status, migrant workers, economic-driven immigrants, DACA recipients, quote, dreamers, asylum seekers, undocumented non-citizens. It's a good list. So comprehensive immigration reform, which is the lefty motto, actually means amnesty for illegal immigrants. I just noticed on my Zuckerberg stuff the other day, Jim, that these people are for legalizing 11 million illegals. 11 million. And that's that's their challenge, their odyssey. Okay, reproductive rights. How about reproductive rights? That's germane at the moment. So if you were to say this is abortion or fetal homicide or infanticide, what they call it is reproductive rights, reproductive choice. Reproductive freedom, reproductive justice. I like that one. Reproductive justice. There must be a cop somewhere standing right in the bedroom when this decision is made. Justice. No justice, no peace. Reproductive health care. Health care. I get the health care part. Reproductive access, women's rights, health care decisions, termination of pregnancy. These are all just abortion. I like this at the end of the list, though. Sexually active on the left. Sexually active on the right is... Promiscuous. (laughs) We remember that. All right. So how about in terms of welfare, uh, in terms of serving the needs of the disenfranchised and the disadvantaged? So disadvantaged, we have a whole list of, of terms on the right as in vagabond, transient, tramp, panhandler. That's a little harsh there on the right, Mr. Hunter. But food insecure households. The meaning is those who are too lazy to work, says Mr. Hunter. Underserved communities. I like this one. Underserved communities. Those who are next in line for a handout. I just wondered if they're underserved. Who are the served? How about the eco-radicals The eco radicals here? The radicals on the right would say, well, it's drilling for oil, cutting down a tree, hunting or fishing or burning wood, mining. How about eating a steak or buying a large automobile or wearing anything made of fur or leather? What the lefties would call it, would be raping the earth, big rapes out there. So, uh, how about education? Oh, here I like this one. So, in the educational realm, on the left, terms on the left, sub minute, for an F, which we were we were instructed on my way out of education, we were instructed to just give them the D minus and pass them. This is before pandemic. So, if we had academic failure or an F, you flunked. Suboptimal outcome is on the left. It's a sub, a suboptimal suboptimal outcome. This is tricky. This is lingo, the loony lingo from the left. Negative gain about a negative gain or a deferred success, deferred success. In other words, you will succeed somehow in the future if we give you the right size statue. This is the time to put politics aside, says the left. This is a time to put politics aside. Yes, put the politics aside. On the conservative right, you put your politics aside and we will politicize the crisis to jour. Victor Davis Hanson. A little educated step above Mr. Hunter from Town Hall. Victor Davis Hanson, an educated man from Stanford, kind of a rival of Cal Berkeley where I went to school. So I was very envious of Victor Davis Hanson every time he came on and spoke so eloquently with a silver tongue. And so... The language here is going to be the lingo of the right, criticizing the lingo on the left. So let's hear what Victor Davis Hansen considers the lefty lingo. He, he calls this notes on the ascendant left's new terminology. So he says the public should become acquainted with the left's strange language of woke speak. Now we went through woke. Woke is looking at everything critically with a jaundiced eye, critical of our culture. And just a way to pressure, get the get the progressive out. What is progress? Everything's got to be new. I was on a, a conference call one time when I was a jazz disc jockey. And we shared music all across the country to about seven or eight different places uh, across the country, public radio stations, commercial radio stations. And we all p- p- were to criticize three or four records that came in, songs, pieces of music. And so after a while, we got to see that the people who were pressing the button for good were the ones who liked the traditional jazz and the ones who were pressing bad. They wanted something more fusion-oriented. They wanted progressive. You need to progress. You need to have something different. You would have somebody critical of, could be Cannibal Latterly or Miles Davis. And people said, well, well, that's not new. That's nothing new. I said, what do we have to have new for? Why does music have to be new? Why does every book, movie, or conversation has something new. You need to have progress. They need progress to make their minds alive, to make their perceptions be valid. It has to be new, therefore, progress, therefore, progressive. So Victor Davis Hansen is looking at what is progress, not necessarily what is best for the country. So he says. The woke speak. Failure to do so could result in job termination if you don't speak in woke speak. And career cancellation. There's cancellation with two L's. Part of the liberal lingo that I have difficulty with is the elimination of the double consonants. When you go to the airport and see cancellation with only one L. I get nuts, Jimmy. Is that a little nuts? It's certainly a fluid tongue. Words often change their meanings as the political context demands. And what was yesterday's orthodoxy is today's heterodoxy and tomorrow's heresy. So here's some of the vocabulary of the woke lexicon. Anti-racism is really is the racism. Anti-racism. Espousing this generic compounded ism is far preferable to accusing particular people of being racist and then being expected to produce evidence of their concrete actions and words to prove such indictments. Anti-racism. It's a useful salvo for students, teachers, administrators, public employees, political appointees, and media personnel to use peremptorily. Notice the alliteration there, Jim. Declaration from the start that you are working for anti-racism and then anyone who disagrees with you therefore must be racist or antithetically pro-racism. I hope you got that. that. That makes eminent sense. The anti-racism is the racism they're trying to extract from you, you racist grapefruiters. Okay, so oddly, such woke-speak anti-adjectives denote opposition to something that no one claims to be for. For each proclaimed anti-racist, anti-imperialist, or anti-colonialist, there is almost no one who wishes to be a racist or desires to be a colonialist or an imperialist. These villains mostly come to life only through the use of their anti-adjectives. Here's one. You ever heard of this? Disparate impact. This word is becoming anachronistic. Call it woke spoke, if you will. Thank you, David. In ancient labor law usage, it often accompanied the now equally classified term disproportional representation. But in 21st century American woke-speak, it is no longer necessarily unfair, illegal, or unethical that some racial, gender, or ethnic groups are overrepresented in certain coveted admissions and hiring. So disparate impact, in general, no longer has any systematic utility in matters of racial grievance and will soon be dropped. It was, it was once a means to get to where we are and beyond. But, for example, at about 12% of the population, African Americans are disproportionately represented as players in both Major League Baseball, 8%, and the National Basketball Station, 75 to 80%. As are whites, likewise in both sports, who constitute 65 to 70% of the general population, but make up only 45% of Major League Baseball and 15 to 20% of the NBA. So, no constant term can be used to be allowed to represent facts such as these. So, you use the terms whenever you want, whichever way you want, as long as it fits your politics, is what Victor Davis Hansen is getting toward. Cultural appropriation. This adjective noun must include contextualization, be an effective tool to the anti-racism effort. It doesn't mean, as the ignorant may infer from its dictionary entries, merely the adoption of an element or elements of one culture or identity by members of another cultural identity. So, this is cultural appropriation. How about diversity? Here we get into the DEI diversity. Diversity. This term does not include false consciousness efforts to vary... This is Stanford now. This is Victor Davis Hansen. Hang in there, Grapefruiters. This term does not include false consciousness efforts to vary representation by class backgrounds, ideologies, age, or politics. In current woke speak, it instead refers mostly to race and sex. Or in practical terms, a generic 30% of the population is self-identified as non-white, or even 70%, if inclusive of non-male, non-whites. Are we taking... You, you taking these numbers down? Have you got your abacus out there counting these percentages? Diversity has relegated affirmative action, the older white-black binary that called for reparatory action to redress centuries of slavery, Jim Crow, and institutionalized prejudice against African Americans, to the woke-spoke dustbin. Diversity avoids the complications arising out of past actionable grievances or worries about the overrepresentation or underrepresentation of particular tribes, the class of wealth of the victimized non-white. The recalibrated racially and ethnically victimized have grown from 12% to 30% of the population and need not worry whether they might lose advantageous classifications should their income and net worth approximate or exceed that of the majority oppressive class. All right, wake up next to me. People were in class. We're in Victor Davis Hanson's poli-sci class. 101. Talking about lefty lingo. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. This triad is almost always used in corporate, professional, and academic administrative titles, such as in a dean, director, or provost of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Or for us, we know it as DEI, Grapefruiters. Known more commonly by their familiar abbreviated sobriquets of diversity czars, such coveted billets are usually immune from budget cuts and economic belt-tightening. Often, such newly created czar positions are subsidized in times of protest and financial duress by increasing the reliance on exploited part time or low paid workers by either cutting or freezing their hours, benefits, or salaries. So, Victor David Hansen says the, the, the profession of being in charge as a czar in a university or even a company if you are in charge of diversity, equity, inclusion, you will never lose your job. Diversity and inclusion are not synonymous or redundant nouns, thus they could be used in tandem. One can advocate for inclusion without oneself actually being diverse, or can be diverse but not include others who are diverse. However, serving both diversity and inclusion ideally implies that those hired as non-white males are entrusted to hire additional non-white males. Are you getting this loony lingo? equity, here's the equity. Equity instead means treating people quite differently, even prejudicially so to even the playing field for our past sins of economic, social, political, and cultural inequity. So hate speech is what we hear a lot of in all our media. Most of the incendiary incendiary free speech protected under the First Amendment is in actuality hate speech and therefore deserves no such protection. If America were a properly woke society, then there would be no need for the First Amendment. Like much of the vocabulary of woke speak, the notion of hate speech is not symmetrical. It cannot be diluted, subverted, and contextualized by false equivalencies because we're making it up. Grapefruiters, they're making it up. It can't be false because we made it up. How about implicit bias? We heard this from from Hillary on the stump when she was debating Trump. She said, everybody's implicitly biased. My ear's pricked up. I said, "What? what do you mean, honey? It's not me implicit bias implicit is another handy intensifying adjective meaning in, intensifying to make a, an adjective even more implicit bias however differs from systemic racism it is analogous to a general all-purpose antibiotic useful against not just one pathogen but all pathogens such as such as sexism homophobia homophobia nativism transphobia and all the rest Victor is pretty tricky. Tricky Vicky, that makeup bias, a word that is now rarely used without an intensifying adjective. So, also implicit while implying systemic, additionally suggests chronological permanence, as in innate bias. So thus implicit bias, you know, it's a hard to detect prejudice against the non-heterosexual, the non-white, and the non-male that is sometimes as non-transparent as it is innate to the DNA of the heterosexual white male. Diversity trainers and workshops are needed to identify and inoculate against the virus of implicit bias. So maybe I would get an inoculation for that. that might be a good idea. <clears throat> Last one, intersectionality. Race, class, gender, and other individual characteristics supposedly intersect with one another, because there are so many, as shared victimizations. This is really what we're after here. Rapers are after the loony left's lingo because they're using it to create the divisions. They're using it to identify victims. They want it to be victims so bad that the victims must cry out. The victims then get empowered. There's a great word, the empowerment. We get empowered, people. The woke get empowered by creating victimization. So intersectionality does that. Race, class, and gender, all of them. And if you're all of those at once, you have supreme power. Thus, the community of the oppressed says Victor Davis Hanson, is commonly crisscrossed and therefore amplified by such osmosis of shared grievances. The postmodern intersectionality has replaced the apparently now banal term rainbow coalition. So as we can see, the lingo of the loony left is used as weapons, weaponization people. uh, We must deflect. We could deflect. We could defend. We could counter. We could create our own, but how about we just stay without progress? conservatives conserve how much progress do we really need if we have steady gas prices no one coming through the country uninvited no war with russia when we have pretty healthy populace most of us have money in our pockets why would we need the progress that democrats so coincidentally showed us by inviting mr biden in so we can serve what is good about conservation is we can serve the best Why move into what they call progress just for progress' sake? Every university, just practically every university in this country, has professors saying, we need to have something new. You know why? Because I want to preserve my job, my tenure. If I don't come up with something new, they're going to just think I'm lazy. I have to come up with something new. We have to progress. And the source of most of this wokeness does emanate from these lefty institutions, grapefruiters. They need to come up with something that looks like it's different from today and make something new. That is progress. That is progressivism. That is wokeism. And the lefty lingo of the left, the loony lefty lingo of the left, is this wokeness. So keep your antenna up, Grapefruiters. Watch out for that wokeness and their loony lefty lingo. This is P. Norman Grant with Slim Jim. And whenever you can, squeeze in another Grapefruit Agenda podcast. See you next time.